Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey and Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menino. Hello, hello, everybody. It is Thursday, April 9th. Thank you guys for joining us here on Better Together, because when you know better, you get better. And uh, this is continuing to be my hour of sanity with you guys, where we can share uh, what's going on in life and um, how we're going to get through it because it is a very difficult time to navigate. Uh, Our quote of the day, if you put yourself in a position where you have to stretch outside your comfort zone, then you're forced to expand your consciousness. That's by Les Brown, who's a motivational speaker. Yeah, stretching is good. I stretched this morning. Really? (laughs) My consciousness is like spandex. I just keep stretching that. Oh, you are stretching. I can't hear you as well right now as I did before. Maybe you can turn me up. Yeah. Turn me up. Turn me up. How's that? That's way better. Way better. Now you can hear my dumb jokes better. I can, actually. My consciousness is my Spanx. I heard that. Don't worry. You don't need to say it again. I just wanted to let you know. (laughs) Oh, man, guys. Okay, so it's raining here in L.A., 
and my allergies have kicked up. I've sneezed maybe 30 times. Thank God no one else has access to the studio because my droplets are everywhere. (laughs) Oh, man. Jeff Graham, you are very focused in studio back there in the office. I am. I'm just trying to, you know, this crazy Tyson stuff, we're going to get to it. But man, there's just... um, every. You know, part of my job as you, your co-producer is to make sure that I'm um, on top of all these news stories. And with the way Corona and pandemic is right now, there's new stuff every five minutes. It's crazy. Yeah, I saw that last night before I went to bed, actually. So it was something like uh, the Tyson Food Company, you know, Tyson Chicken um, has been having coronavirus situations with their employees. So they were going to shut down. I think it was for like two weeks, which, you know, triggered a response in me because you know, if the largest like chicken people shut down, you know, are we going to have a supply issue, right? Like you start to think of that. And we've already talked about the fact that countries are starting supposedly stopping exports of wheat and things like that. Like I start to think, oh gosh, are we, are we going into walking dead times guys? I know it's crazy to think about. Luckily it looks like it's only a couple plants right now that have been shut down, but Mm. again, it feels like every day is just a who knows, you know, it's like we are just going to have, we really do have to take it day by day. Yeah. Wait, what was that song? It it came from, um, oh, full house, not full house, step, step something, step Step by by step, step, day by day, day. (laughs) a fresh start, a different Remember that song? I feel like I'm left out on this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? Okay. Here's another crazy thing that hit me. I was watching something. And, oh, I think it was that Octavia Spencer show, Self Made. And she picked up the phone and she talked to an operator. Now, you guys are too young. I don't think you ever experienced an operator. Do you remember ever picking up the phone and talking to an operator? I think... A New York payphone once, like long time ago. Okay, so I'm 41, and I remember when I was little, you used to be able to call 411 for information yeah. and get connected. Like, I'd like to talk to Jeff Graham, Jeffrey Crane Graham, excuse me. Okay, <laughs> let me connect you. And you, and they would connect you. It's so crazy. I haven't thought about that in so long. Like you've seen the jokes of like a Walkman when a a kid today looks at a Walkman. They're like, what's that? But no one's ever played the gag that I've seen with the operator and 411 and the operator. Can you please connect me with, you know, the L.A. police department or whatever? I mean, have um... you seen phone booths around? Like there's still some in L.A. and it's like look into the past yeah or when you see a mailbox sorry guys first of all try finding a mailbox it is almost impossible what do you mean a mailbox like a big blue u.s post office drop off the package mailbox i remember being back home last summer and i had to mail something mail a letter and i found one in my hometown of medford and i took a picture because it was like like seeing a dinosaur it was the strangest thing and so um yeah so much has changed we should have like you know what we should make, Maria? We should make the Millennial Museum. Mm. We should make the museum that's like, all right, come check out the stuff that we all grew up with and know about, but you never see anymore. Well, This is a telephone with a cord. <laughs> I know, right? This it's, is an operator. Just have like a person in a box. It's really strange when you, like I had such a strong reaction to that the other night and I made Kevin pause the show and I'm like, Kevin, oh my God, wait, wait, did I... 
when we used to hit zero, did we say connect me with, you know, Stephen Lemieux or do we, was that through 411? Like we had this whole discussion. It was, it was really kind of fascinating. Anyhow. I mean, rotary phones were a weird thing. Nobody knows how to use them now. Like, uh, I think it was BuzzFeed, like created a video or something that was like, kids try to figure out, they give them like 20 minutes to try to figure out how to call somebody on a rotary phone and yeah. none of them could do it. Yeah. That's why I used to love kids react. It's a series on YouTube, and uh, I was trying to produce a show with them because I just thought it was so brilliant to see kids going in and seeing all these, like, you know, devices that we used in our generation, and they're like, what's this? Like, I don't get this. That's kind of funny. If I remember right, one of our interns at AfterBuzz didn't know what, like, a VHS was. Yeah, uh, Haley. Shout out to Haley, who watches this show. Stop it. Yeah. she i know she had a lot of things she didn't know and it's interesting it's like yeah how would they know if they didn't experience when we it? work with when we work with uh with interns at after buzz like any of them that are like 18 19 you gotta remember that's born after y2k yeah like they they were not alive while people were freaking out about the modern day american mayan calendar mm-hmm. like it was ridiculous and now it's just there's this weird disconnect. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. As I get older and I'm like, oh, you, you don't know what a VHS, you don't know what Blockbuster was. Oh, so you have to rewind the tapes before you give them back. Okay, so a tape is this like plastic cartridge thing. It's so funny. It's so funny to think back to that. Like Kevin goes, well, did you ever have a mailman? I am a milkman. And I'm like, no, honey, you're like way older than me. (laughs) (laughs) I go, no, I do not have a milkman. But like when you think about it, how cool would it be to have a milkman again? Right? Like I think, you know, very wealthy people probably do that now. Like the return to it where they have like, coming a from the farm man, an almond there's, there's like yeah. a husband somewhere who's like i don't want a milkman again yeah but like i know right <laughs> but i wouldn't it be nice if if we could return to some of the more simplistic things in life like having a milkman bring you fresh milk that is healthy and if we could change some of these other things and i don't know do you well, want to be amish for a bit um, maybe go ahead steven I was just saying, like, we could all, like, do a week. I wonder if there's, like, something that we can do with Maria that's, like, a week of being Amish. I mean, I think I would love it. Honestly, I really believe I would love to live on a farm and just have a very simple existence. And I'm not going to sit there and milk a cow. That seems like a really long time to get some milk. I'll make Kevin do it. (laughs) 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 But, um, but, like... It's it's kind of it's just so wild to to think of 
how advanced we've gotten, but then the good and bad that comes from it, obviously, right? And so hopefully through this crisis, we can figure out a way to continue on the pace because that's advancement, but then to not have it make us into human robots, right? Because that's what technological advancement has really done to us. Now we have iPhones that make our lives so much easier so we can produce so much faster that now we're doing the work of 10 humans. And now, you know, we're getting diseases and illnesses faster because we're just cooked. We're cooking mm-hmm. our brains and our bodies. And so um, that's why we're here. Well, that's why we were here every week so that we could get better and we could identify these situations in our lives that are not serving us and find solutions to them. Uh, I'm at a loss for solutions right now in this current state of unemployment where we have now hit a massive high and we haven't even, you know, I don't think we've even reached the peak yet, but we've got almost 17 million people um, that have filed for unemployment. And that is just a really scary number. And, and the economic um, ramifications of this is going to be so, so dire. And just reading, I was reading this article in the New York Times about this sudden black hole um, where, you know, people are terrified. You know, it's it's scary when no one would have ever seen this coming, right? There are so many jobs you think, you know what, I'm always going to be able to work. There's always going to be an event to plan. There's always going to be a dog to train. There's always going to be a person who wants to come eat at this restaurant. And now none of that exists, right? I mean, it's crazy to think about what the next two years is going to look like. And we work in entertainment. And the nice thing is with podcasting and interviewing, you can still kind of jerry-rig a show. That's what we've been doing. for. That's what every late night show is doing. But you think about TV shows. Like one of my favorite shows right now is the show Glow. It's the Netflix oh, show about female yeah, wrestlers. Yeah, I love Glow. I know you love that show too, Maria. If they were to do another season of that show, you can't you can't film a show with a production crew. You that TV and movies require big groups of people to gather if you want to make this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just crazy. I don't know what's coming down the pike. Did you read that article I sent you from the Hollywood Reporter about where um, the industry is at? Yeah, it was. I feel like I want to make sure we cover it. Maybe that's a Monday we can talk thing about it. We, yeah, because um, there was a lot to unpack there, and it is. It's just really going to be interesting to see because even looking forward, right now, it's no groups are allowed to gather at all. If they slowly let it out, it could be fifteen or less. Yeah, but it might be a long time until something like a TV or movie crew can gather to make to make stuff. Yeah, well, I will say this. I know that the networks are buying stuff. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of these um, TV networks have things in the pipeline that will hold them over, but they're actively purchasing stuff now. Um, You know, like I have that health show that I created um, and we've been trying to figure out, okay, well, is is this kind of weirdly the right time for it or is it not? And they're like, yeah, everyone's buying. And so we're gonna take it out and see I think I think it, as much as it seems like it makes sense, it seems like it can't make sense because part of it is going into people's homes and helping them. Uh, but now more than ever, you're going to need that. So if you can do it in a safe way, um, you know, maybe. But, you know, it's it's uh, I think what's going to happen, at least in California, because 
you can only allow the economy to tank so much, right? Like you're already hearing President Trump is saying we're going to be opening soon, we're going to be opening soon, because it seems like we have, scary to say this out loud, but it seems like we're flattening the curve, right? New York hasn't had any new um, virus hospitalizations, right? Um, And that's as of today, the New York Times reported new hospitalizations for the virus are nearly flat. Um, And I know California, we shut down, I think, before anybody else. And so it seems like we are in a better position. So I feel like maybe in June, (laughs) they will allow us to start living life maybe at 20% capacity. So a restaurant can open, but 20% capacity at a time, masks, gloves, um, that kind of thing. And so slowly we'll we'll see what we can do. I think we're going to learn a lot from Wuhan opening up, right, just the other day and see how that affects them. But um, but it is a really scary time. And so I feel like, you know, for people, one of the things that I was thinking about yesterday is as much as we're talking here about winning the weight and and figuring out how to kind of be proactive and stuff, I also want people to have a permission slip like our amazing guest Yesterday, Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Pray Love, said, I love that word permission slip. I also want to offer the permission slip to to just be, right? Like you don't always have to be producing at high levels. Like yesterday, I was just cooked, cooked, and I got into bed. And today, I'm in my jammies, P.S. Um, I got these really cute jammies that are like onesies. I'm going to see what the name of them is. Ugh, I can't remember. They're called, oh, Smash Tees. They're kind of fun. Anyway, I put a sweater over because it it's raining. But um, give yourself permission to have your moments and then start to map out how you can obviously conduct your current business in a different way um, and or figure out what your next business incarnation is going to have to be because if you can't have one-on-one contact with people for a long time, you want to start transitioning and figuring out something else. And I think getting a coach, like we said the other day, might be the best possible thing you can do. Um, I think we're going to be having one on this show very soon. Um, but let's let's just give ourselves a little permission to be emotional, exhausted, whatever it is. Um, because I will say Maria, in terms of, you know, thinking business minded, if we do want to scratch the surface of that, we do have Sophia Amoruso on this Monday. So I think she'd be a really interesting person to speak to that. I think so too. I think so too. And I'd love to know where she's at with everything that she's dealing with in her company too. Um, it's a, it's a really scary time out there. And I think also don't forget to reach out to people if you are having a hard time, because I know my instinct the second I know someone is having a hard time is like, okay, how can I help? And at the end of the day, you may find there's nothing you can do, but at least you're going to reach out and know that you're not alone. Maybe you'll find somebody that surprises you. Maybe there's a way to share resources with people. Um, There's someone I have in mind that I've had in mind the last couple of days where I found out that they're um, maybe not going to make it and they don't want it to be public. But I I instantly started thinking, okay, how can we share resources? How could we help? How could we figure out how to lift them up 
in this time. And so um, I can't be the only one that can think like that. And so um, reach out for help and you just never know what will come of it. And, um, and start thinking of how to shift your business, even if it's temporary, think of something that you've always wanted to do that, um, that maybe you can do and, and, you know, virtually, because unfortunately that might be a world we have to live in for a while. We will see. In the meantime, thank you guys for joining us here on Better Together. If you haven't already migrated over to Patreon, um, please do. And thank you to everyone who has been. We want to create an ad-free space. Jeff's working hard on figuring out uh, our next episode. And, um, you know, I think what we're going to do is kind of go back to what we were doing on Mondays on the Patreon episode, where it's more kind of about, you know, our emotional growth and such. Um, but uh, it's it's definitely something that we are trying to to build. In the meantime, if you love the show, share it with a friend, share it on social um, anything you can do to help support us in this moment is greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, and, uh, yeah, I had, uh, some fun moments with my parents last night. Actually, I wanted to share with you guys because it's been a rough couple of days as I think I've mentioned with my mom and she was just, you know, melting into the couch and it was so frustrating to watch. And, um, I started giving her some like tough love, which is a not fun place to be. And, uh, cause I'm the only one she'll listen to. So if she loses me, she knows she's kind of done. <laughs> so once in a while I have to kind of get tough on her and I did. And, um, now I'm seeing her literally moving around the house constantly with her walker and, um, that's been great. And because of that, she's getting her confidence back and her strength. And it happened like overnight. And I just, I kept praying and praying for it. Um, and so yesterday I saw her, she was bending down to fix the rug because of the rains. And I go, mom, don't do that. And she goes, I have my balance. I'm okay. And she did it. And I was like, huh. And she stood straight up and I'm like, wait, I haven't seen you stand straight up in a while. And so, all right, friends, let's talk about something we all do snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go to It first came into the house because of Kevin, he was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. Oh, it was interesting. And, and my dad's been really, really down because of it all. You know, when you have to be with somebody 24 seven, like I'm escaping because I have stuff to do. Um, he's not able to escape. He has to be right there next to her. Um, it's really difficult. So I was like, yesterday I was tired, but I'm like, hmm, maybe we need to play some Uno. So we started playing Uno 
And my dad's really, really smart. And so it's really hard to beat him. (laughs) And then I finally figured out the trick to Uno. If you're playing with two people, but also, I mean, I guess if you're playing with more, when you're playing with two people, it's with just you and someone else, that's hard, right? So what I would see him do is he would make it so he'd have like four wild cards to end with Mm -hmm. so that you're just, you just can't lose. Yeah. So then I started the gimmick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I crushed him. It was so good. But um, Steven, do we have those videos? Yeah, I, I have them. I'm so wait, waiting to roll to them. Are we good? Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Let's take a look. I, I am currently kicking my dad's ass at Uno. That's four hands in a row. I think it ended up being like eight by the time I was done. How do you feel right now? I'll tell you. Defeated. Um, it's really hard for me as a daughter who loves my parents as I do to inflict such pain on him but <laughs> what can I do he's making it so easy to yes, kick I his know. ass <laughs> wait till the end four games in a row what's the score a thousand to zero <laughs> oh my god I'm evil Guys, it just he keeps happening. It's so much fun when you let Dad, us in on those stories. Just Dad. watching you, then he started dancing feel, with your parents so, guys, last night. I feel terrible. I feel terrible. It's just so great. Just getting so yeah, boring beating you, um, Steven, click through <laughs> if you can. Because we started dancing in the kitchen. I love this song, Somamu. Notis Faganakis. It was one of my first Greek concerts in Boston. Does Costas so just have one dance, or does he know, like, multiple? That is, like, the dance that men do. So it's his specialty. Yes, it's his move. Got it. And then my mom started getting in on the action. It was hilarious. So I blast Greek music when my dad is sad, and it makes him so happy. But then some songs he connects so much with, he gets emotional. So I have to, like, be careful of what show, what songs I play, because I don't want to see him crying. It makes me sad. <laughs> So, needless to say, I changed the juju in the house. I got everybody happy. Everyone went to bed having fun and laughing. And I went upstairs and I said to Kevin, I'm like, mission accomplished. My mom's moving. My dad's happy. She was happy. And we're just going to keep on trying to do that. Love it. Yeah, it was it was good. It felt good. Um In the meantime, we have um, a great guest that we're excited to chat with today. So um, Dr. Betsy Cannonberg is uh, part of our Better Together community, by the way. She's been a fan of the show, and she is the director of special programs for all of San Marcos Unified Schools, in addition to being an associate professor of education at Ashford University. And she's going to be here today to help give us practical tips and tricks to get through homeschooling. I know we touched on this a little bit with Megan Murphy, but this is actually Dr. Cannonberg's specialty because this is what she does for an actual living. And we wanted to really see if we could offer some help to um, suffering parents out there who are trying to work their jobs and maintain a house and cook and do all this stuff and deal with, you know, the frenetic energy of homeschooling their kids. And I know a lot of our friends are kind of suffering through it all. So uh, Dr. Cannonberg, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Maria. I love the show. I'm a huge fan. 
my go-to podcast, although you do have me in tears in the car sometimes, <laughs> I listen, and I have to pull myself together, but um, your content really speaks to me. So thank you for all of these extra episodes. It's been great to help us get through being stuck in the house. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad it's been helping. And I'm so glad to hear that. I, you know, we try, we try. <laughs> um, so you told my producer that even though you're a longtime teacher and professor and doctorate in ed- educational leadership, that you felt insecure about homeschooling. 100%. Um, to paint you a picture, I have a three-year-old and a fifth grader that just turned 11. So, you know, I had this vision in my head when everything came to a standstill and we were going to be working from home. Okay, I've got this. We had Command Central at the dining room table. My husband's there, my three-year-old, my 11-year-old. We're ready to go. Day one. Day two, uh, cut to the three-year-old is running around with a lightsaber, chasing the dog, hitting him while I'm on a conference call with my superintendent. My son is, you know, complaining that and whining that he's bored and he misses his friends. And I noticed all of a sudden my husband chews really loudly <laughs> as he's working calls <laughs> for me. So yeah, I'm in it. I, I feel the pain that the parents are going through because I am I am one of you guys, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, I I actually definitely would not be cut out for that. There is no way that I think I could survive it. I think I would lose my mind. There's a level of patience that has to be there. That's why teachers are so amazing because you have patience. <laughs> so it is nice to hear that even being um, who you are and all of your credentials, that it was difficult for you because it's a relatable thing. Oh, 100%. I, at this point, my daughter is wearing like, you know, Christmas pajama bottoms, a bathing suit top, a helmet, and <laughs> like high heels. And I just, I've given up, you know, and, and I think uh, it's okay. It's we have to just really come to a point where we can just embrace the mess. Yeah. We are all in this together. What do you think are some of the common insecurities that people are having with homeschooling? I think the first thing um, <clears throat> parents are going through when they're trying to support their kids in distance learning is this idea of perfectionism because these are rock star parents and they really pride themselves on having, you know, nutritious meals on the table and structured activities and you know, outdoor time and all of these amazing things. And this has really put us to the test. So I think the first thing that I would like parents to really embrace are flexibility and forgiveness. Because parents right now are under just an insurmountable amount of stress. And they need to really do what's comfortable and what's manageable. Um, Release this idea of having to be like the perfect, uh, educational support for your children at home because everybody's balancing so many things right now. And as you are, Maria, where you're caring for elderly parents, a lot of people are in that situation and balancing their own work life as well and all of these other responsibilities. So this is not really the time to be comparing ourselves to other people and having this notion of what we should be doing and having this um, perfectly structured environment, we need to just let that go because we're taking it one day at a time and we are all, we are all in this together. How is it working? Are you guys as the teachers and um, leadership of the schools 
providing curriculum to the parents that they have to then um, disseminate to their kids? Well, it looks a little bit different from state to state and school district to school district. So I can speak to what we're doing here. We are unrolling our distance learning plan next week. So we took the first couple of weeks to really um, get a solid plan together and the teachers behind the scenes have been working nonstop. And what we're hoping to do is really have three solid hours a day of instruction. And so it's not, here's the curriculum, go do it. And the parents are expected to sit with the kids the whole time. It's a combination of face-to-face, via Google Hangouts, uh, or, you know, teachers are literally videotaping themselves teaching lessons, like in an empty room or corner of their apartment so that uh, the kids can watch those videos at any time, you know, if there needs to be some flexibility in the schedule or mm-hmm. parents need to see <clears throat> how to do the math strategy. The teachers are actually videotaping themselves showing how to do that. So they're very much in the mix and they are 100% here to support the families. Wow. And how will it work? They'll be graded. And if they do well, they graduate and then they can catch up if the school year does open in September. Well, I can speak again to what we're doing. And you guys are in San Diego, right? To be clear. Absolutely. San Diego County. And what we're doing with grading is what we're calling a hold harmless um, policy, which means that we don't want kids to um, suffer because of what's happening. If, if they've worked hard and worry about their grades. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T H E O U A I dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T H E O U A I dot com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Right now, and things going down. Our goal right now is to really minimize those gaps and really try to keep this year um, the momentum going as much as we can, understanding that that's different. But kids are not going to fail because they're not doing as well as expected in distance learning. That's not an equitable decision for students. And, you know, we have kids in our district who may be you know, watching younger siblings at home while their parents are having to work or sharing devices or things like that. So we're really doing our best to make student-centered decisions and really engage and connect the kids in learning, but not um, in any sort of a punitive manner. That's great. So I guess, will they graduate and, and matriculate into the next grade? As of right now, uh, in our district, yes, because wow. you have to think about The point of the year that we're in, this is the home stretch. So this year is not a wash by any means. We 
we're entering uh, typically in the spring. This is our testing season. And so there's a lot of review going on, getting kids ready for all of the tests. And then, you know, after Memorial Day, it's really the fun stuff. And that's unfortunately disappointing for the kids to miss out on the concerts and the art shows and proms and all of the fun stuff that's really um, the culmination of their hard work and their celebration. So this year is not a wash by any means. And the great thing about Common Core Standards is it really speaks to proficiency over time. So we don't teach like one skill and then we're done and we move on and we never revisit it and we're introducing new concepts all of the time. It's really just going deeper and deeper with those concepts throughout the year. So the kids have had a lot of really great instruction this year and the teachers right now are, are working really hard to uh, continue on that trajectory, but the expectations are not the same. Got it. Um, we have some questions from our chat. And um, so one of them is, my kids are bored and distracted while I teach. Help. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not alone in that because when I try to teach my kids, uh, yeah, my, I think my daughter walked away one time when I was reading a story to her. So I feel their pain. Um, there are some tips and tricks that I can offer that are practical. So the first thing would really be to set a routine and a schedule because kids really do well with structure. Again, having flexibility within that. And, and if things change, you need to just go with the flow. That's okay. But what really helps is having a designated workspace within the house and wherever you can find space. If it's at your kitchen table, that's great. You just say between you know, these couple of hours, this is our office, this is our workspace. And it really helps to have the supplies that you might need right there and just really break down the tasks that you're asking the kids to do. Because it's not really reasonable to think that they're going to sit there and focus and do, you know, seat work type packet work um, for three hours on end. These are kids. So breaks are essential. And what I've learned from my kids are that they need to move. They need, if you can get outside and let them run around, do it. If not, um, there's a great website called Go Noodle that has exercise videos for kids and they love it. So oh, cool. anything you can do to really just kind of chunk the day and chunk the task so that it's more manageable. Because think about it, as adults, we don't really want to sit there for five hours straight um, without any breaks doing really tedious tasks either. Very so true. Very have true. To have a little bit of flexibility with that. I have another one from someone that says, I hate math, maybe even more than my kid. Oy, that would be me. <laughs> you know, Maria, as a principal, I heard this a lot from parents, especially when the standards changed. And this is my number one piece of advice for that to parents. You need to fake it. You yes. cannot show your kids. I love it. Because believe it or not, your math abilities have no bearing on how your kids will do in math, but your mindset about math will transfer to them. So if you, you know, if you as a parent are saying, this is impossible, I hate math, I can't do it, kids are going to pick up on that and they're going to adopt that mindset. So it's really important. Um, 
that we show what we have, what we call a mathematical mindset. And that is that anybody can be a great mathematician with hard work and effort. It just takes practice and really just embrace the struggle. And it's okay. If we make a mistake, you know, our brains grow, we're learning from that. And so we want kids to not back down from a challenge. And there's an amazing professor out of Stanford named Joe Bowler, who has a website called youcubed.org with tons of resources for parents on how to cultivate that mathematical mindset, even if we, you know, as students ourselves struggled or hated math or, you know, want nothing to do with it that doesn't have to transfer to our kids. I love that. We're going to put all of these suggestions in the summary to the show. So if you're listening to this and you know, you're, uh, I don't know, at home bored. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're going to have it for you guys there. Normally I'm like, if you're on your hike or, you know, you're on the go on the subway, <laughs> that's not really happening. Um, another one is how can I reinforce when my students are doing well? Oh, absolutely. And something that's really important for parents to know is praise the student's effort and their perseverance with a task. It's not about great job. You got this answer right. You're so smart. It's really about their effort and the amount of work that they're putting into things because that's going to make them more apt to take on challenging tasks and want to do more and also to not be afraid to take a risk or to make a mistake because we want to make sure that we're celebrating all of it, the right answers and the wrong answers, because it's about the process. Got it. So, um, and you know what? I, I just say whatever works for you um, and your kid, go for it. Um, I'd be lying to you if I said my daughter had not had like at least two bags of gummy bears uh, in the past week. So, you know, it's not ideal, but you know, at this point in time, um, my, my family and I like to say, you know what? Hey, no rules. It's quarantine rules. So it, it's survival. So do what works for you and what works for your kids. So true. So true. Um, what are the practical tips you can offer parents um, in terms of engaging with their kids? Well, it's interesting. I asked my son this question and he said, mom, you know, the best thing you can do is kind of leave me alone and just like, let me do my work because it makes me stressed out when you're hovering over me and watching everything that I'm doing. So I think it's okay to let the kids have some independence. If they need help, you're there, but don't feel like you need to hover over them. Um, you know, their, their teachers have designed learning tasks for them that should be at their level. So they shouldn't really need a parent to sit there all day and teach them. And if that is the case, reach out to the teachers because they are there to offer support and they want the kids to succeed. And they also do not want the parents to lose their minds. That's a big one. I love you that. Know, they have kids of their own too. So, um, you know, I think again, it, something that really helps to engage kids is letting them teach you because they love mm. to be the teacher. And again, it deepens their understanding and their knowledge when they can be the expert. And so just, you know, ask a lot of questions and act kind of confused and let them explain their thinking and show you, um, talk you through that math problem that, hey, you may need them to show you anyway, quite yeah. frankly, right? 
Um, but let them do that because they really, it's really empowering for them to become the experts and it's engaging. I love that. Well, also everybody learns differently. And I know for myself, once I put it inside, I had to repeat it out loud for it to kind of stick. Absolutely. Let them talk it through, especially if we're talking about math in particular, there are many ways to solve a problem. So challenge them, say, can you solve that a different way? And then teach me how you did it. And then by talking it through or drawing it out or whatever strategy works for them, they are actually deepening their learning and they don't even realize it. What happens if you're having as a, as a a mom or a dad at home, if you're kind of having like a horrible day and you can't deal with teaching your kids today, what do you do then? That is okay. And again, that goes down to forgiveness and flexibility and just embracing that mess. Right now, everybody is in crisis mode and there's a lot going on. And as a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Our kids are picking up on that anxiety. So if it's going to create like complete and utter chaos in your house that day, then you know what? That's the day that you say, you know, we're going to take a break from this and we're going to do something else. And your kids' teachers will 100% understand that. Um, Everybody is going to have a challenging day or a challenging moment. And we're all here to support one another. And the intention of distance learning is not to create, um, you know, complete and utter disequilibrium in somebody's house with screaming fits. And, you know, at the end of the day, parents need to be mom and dad. And they need to make sure that their kids are reassured that they're safe, that they're loved, that everything's okay. And that's the number one relationship, not trying to have a teacher-student relationship, which is very different. Yeah. Jeff, do you have any questions? I do. Yeah. You were speaking about like creating a safe environment and especially for little kids. I'm wondering how are you articulating why this is happening and what's going on to still minimize anxiety in these kids? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a tough question because everybody is so different in terms of kind of their awareness and how they internalize things or the level of knowledge that parents are, you know, comfortable sharing what level of information. And so I know with my son, um, we had to have a pretty frank conversation because when school closed, he and his friends thought this was like party time. It's spring break. We're going to go out. We're going to hang out all day. And you know, with each other. And he didn't get the concept of social distancing. And I don't think a lot of adults did in the beginning either. So he was not alone. 
he was not happy about that. Let me tell you. And you know, when I had to sit him down and say, I'm sorry, like you, you can't go over to your friend's house and hang out with your friends and this is what's going on. You know, it's very serious. This is why we're doing it. And he got it. It definitely, uh, he sulked for sure. And there was a door slam in there, but at the end of the day, he got it. He came around. Um, now with younger kids, it is harder. You know, I have a three-year-old. And so this is what she knows is when we, you know, go take our little walk up and down the street, you know, she reminds me of all the things that are closed. This is what she knows. She's like, the park is closed. The beach is closed. You know, even Disneyland's closed. You know, she'll tell me this on like on repeat every day. So um, when I told her, she started distance learning at her preschool this week. And the first day I said, okay, we're going to go to school. And she was so excited. She got all her stuff together, you know, the big giant unicorn and, you know, all of her essentials and was ready to walk out the door. And I said, no, we're doing it here, you know, on the computer. <laughs> he was having none of it. And these poor preschool teachers are singing their heart out. They're trying to like replicate a morning circle time. And the kids were just staring at them blankly. And these poor women, I have so much respect for these amazing teachers because they kept going and, you know, we're on day four now and she's starting to warm up to it. She's starting to clap along and kind of enjoy it and seeing the other kids on the screen. But she gave me this look like, uh, this is not school. <laughs> you know, she was not, not happy because to her school is playing with her friends and running around and going on the jungle gym and doing all of those things. But you know, kids are so resilient and they will adapt. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're probably going to have to adapt for a while. Um, hopefully the new school year will be able to start on time. That is, uh, that is my prayer. One related question to that, though. You were talking about the testing. I mean, it's common across, I think, most 50 states now that there are standardized tests that finish out the year to evaluate both how students but also teachers and schools are doing how are like how is the state and like even the national government approaching those standards for the for testing yeah so right now we've been released from testing for the year okay. so um which is good and bad because that is uh, a measure of how we know how our students are doing and then we can design our instruction accordingly so what we are doing, what our teachers are doing, is really relying a lot on what we call formative assessments, which are informal. So that's really knowing your students really well and using different techniques to, to check their understanding so that you as an educator can monitor and adjust, make sure kids are getting what they need, that the level is the correct level of difficulty. Um, as the teacher, it lets you know, do I need to go back and reteach this? Do I need to you know, enrich this a little bit more? Is it too easy? Do I need more challenge? So we're really relying on, on that teacher-student relationship because um, it comes down to really knowing your kids. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that type of testing is actually much more accurate uh, than a standardized test because not all kids are going to do well on standardized tests, but it doesn't mean that they aren't making growth and that mm -hmm. they aren't progressing. <clears throat> that is true. Yeah. I, um, I never really enjoyed the testing part. <laughs> um, has, I, has anything good come out of this? Like, have you guys learned anything that you might apply for future school districts, even when we return to a normal environment? Absolutely. You know, this has been really challenging, um, for educators because this has rocked our world. We've had to 
almost overnight change how we do business completely. And I think what, what we have learned from this is that school does not have to be confined to the four walls of a classroom. Learning can happen anywhere. And I'm so grateful that we have the technology that we have now, because I think back to when I started teaching in 2001, this would not have been possible since mm-hmm. uh, learning. But what's happening behind the scenes right now with teachers across the nation, and I'm sure around the world as well, is some pretty amazing innovations. And what we're seeing are teachers joining together and sharing ideas and learning new platforms and you know, creating digital cl- platforms through you know, apps like Google and the Google Suite and really trying to engage the kids and keep that connection alive because learning is a really social activity. And that relationship between the students and the students and their teacher, that sense of community, it doesn't have to go away because we're not physically together. And I think that's the beauty that has come out of this. I know that, you know, my son does class meetings with his teacher and they, the whole class is there and they're checking in with each other and they're sharing ideas and they're talking through things. And, you know, I just really love seeing how the entire education community has come together um, to really innovate and create resources and everybody is sharing with everybody else. And I think that's pretty phenomenal. And I think that is something that we will um, take with us when we, you know, go back to our physical schools. I think that, uh, that creativity and the collaboration, I think will continue on. I love it. I have to ask you our, our final question that we ask all of our guests, and cause you know, the show, you know what it is. What is one thing you're doing to get better every day? Well, I love that you had, uh, you know, Gabrielle Bernstein on the other day because I adore her and I, when I'm not listening to your podcast, I'm listening to her books um, in the car on audio. And she said something that really resonated with me and it was show up in your own way. Mm. And so that's really what I hope to do is to show up in my own way and really serve. And right now, um, the way that I can do that is by helping teachers and students and parents. And you know, I hope that our listeners today will check out the website I've developed. It's called mathproblemoftheday.com. They'll find some great math videos um, that their kids can hopefully enjoy and really engage in problem solving in a really fun and lighthearted way. So my, I want to get better together by just continuing to grow and serve. I love it. Um, have you ever done any interviews like this before? Uh, never. Okay. (laughs) So let me just say this. You are amazing at this. This is so up your alley. You probably didn't even know it. Um, you gave us so much great takeaway. You're so relatable and like lovable and just awesome. Like I can see you doing a lot more of this in the future. Oh, thank you, Maria. And I, I admire you so much and everything that you do. And you know, you're, you're a role model and an inspiration. So to so many of us, thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for reaching out to us. And, um, and we're going to share your top 13 takeaways with everybody as well in the summary link. And, uh, Dr. Betsy Cannonberg, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Nice to e-meet you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care. Have a great day. She's amazing. Was great, guys. Was a takeaway. She reached out to us 
And um, for the math problem of the day, which we will do at some points, um, Jeff, but mm-hmm. um, what a lovely human and so much great advice for parents. Um, I unfortunately am really suffering with allergies right now, so I am going to um, call it a day because I'm just like choking to death in here. Thank God for the mute button. Yeah. Um, I'm sniffling too. Like I woke up this morning in the rain. It's just kicked all the pollen into the air. It is the worst for me. Every time it rains, I suffer. So um, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just have a sound button. It's just that. Yeah. Anyhow, um, thank you guys for joining us as always. I hope you enjoy Dr. Betsy Cannonberg. I almost said Katzenberg. Cannonberg. Um, And... um, you know, we hope you guys are, are hanging in. We know it's really tough out there and we'll keep being here for you guys and keep sharing um, as much good information as we can with you guys, as well as love and a good place to uh, to congregate together, our Better Together community. So thank you guys. In the meantime, um, you can follow us uh, at Maria Menounos. Do you have um, Dr. Betsy's handle? Does she have one? Yep. Yeah, it's at Elizabeth. Cannonberg, and just so you guys know, that's E I L S A B E T H K A N N. I have it written down right here. E N B E R G. We'll put it in the summary. We'll put it in the uh, summary. At Stephen Lemieux photo, at Jeffrey Crane Graham, and remember be nice people, make good choices, and be present. <laughs>